Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. And with us right now, Amy Lafko, you are the founder and CEO of Karen, uh, Karen uh, Consulting Solutions. You're found on the web at karencs.com. And that's C-A-I-R-N-C-S. Amy Lafko, thank you for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. So from a high level, what does Karen do? So Karen Consulting Solutions does three things, but they're all based around the same motto. You got to grow your people to grow your business. Mm. So with a lot of my clients, I'm doing growth and development strategies as they're adding complexity to their organization. And the way we add complexity is we add people. Mm. Um, You know, it doesn't matter what your revenue is. It doesn't matter um, what your service is complexities in organizations come down to the people that you have to support as the owner, the leader, and the CEO. And so I'll help them devise strategies using some priority. Um, it's, um, it's, a, it's a system, a business growth formula that really looks at predicting what's coming next. Based on research, we know that as companies grow in the number of employees, they're going to go through certain stages And they're also going to go through certain challenges. And we want you to be able to predict what's coming next. Yeah. Why is that so critical for a company? You know, if you can get ahead of challenges before they arise, then when you're moving into that stage, you're already ahead of the game and you don't have to worry about it. You know, I think about one of my clients and he went from solopreneur to seven team members, bam, in like three months. Wow. And- He called me and he said, Amy, now what? And I said, okay, we missed a couple steps. Let's go back and make sure you've got the right people on board. We had some people in the wrong seats, some people they hired because they felt good and they were a nice fit, but they really couldn't build out the team the way they needed to. And so you have to backtrack. If you don't use the predictive models, you go back and you have to start over or retool. And I like to set you up before you have to get that far. Yeah. You know, think about this for a moment. You know, what happens is, you know, let's say that you're, you've launched a company, you got the founder magic, you got the vision, you got the dream, you're starting to make sales. You're like, okay, I listen, I need, you know, folks in operations, I need product fulfillment, I need customer service. Um, And, you know, if you just start hiring based on, oh, I don't know, I'm just going to post a job here and we stay and we hire for task Mm -hmm. as opposed to hiring for culture. Um, Absolutely. Yes. Talk about what happens when you do that. Because I think that's what most people, especially at the beginning. Oh my gosh, Josh, I did it. I teach my clients not to do this and I did it. (laughs) Wow. It was when I was hiring my first virtual assistant. I did everything the way my clients call me and say, this is what I did. And I helped them see why it doesn't work. You know, I found someone who I really liked. She seemed nice. We didn't really talk about what I was going to expect her pacing of work, how my brain works, how her brain works. And it just blew up. And then I tried again and it blew up again. They were all good people, 
I liked them, but we didn't match. It was either our values and our mission didn't match, or more importantly, it was our style of communication was a mismatch, or it's the way way our brains paced. And so the third time around, I did it exactly the way it should be done. I first interviewed people with key accountability. So before I hired that next person, I didn't just post a job on on the internet. I actually sat down and said, what do I need them to do? What are the key expectations? What are the key styles they need to have in order to achieve those expectations? And what is success going to look like? How are they going to know they're doing what needs to be done in the way it needs to be done? And I do this with all my clients, regardless of how big or small they are. Even if it's that part-time virtual assistant, having key accountabilities changed everything. What is what do you mean by accountabilities? Key accountabilities. So, yeah, so a lot of people start with job descriptions. They start mm-hmm. with these are all the tasks you might possibly ever do in this role, mm. plus all other duties as assigned. No, we want to figure out what are the core expectations. So in a virtual assistant, it may be scheduling, it may be um cash management, it may be all sorts of different things. For someone who's going to be an account manager, it's customer experience. It's the back-end tactical practical. So you create verb action-oriented key accountabilities. And then you decide what's the priority? Because in a job description, they never know what to work on first. But if they had to make a decision, I don't want to have them have to call me and say, Amy, what's more important? I need them to know. And the key accountabilities tells them what's the greatest priority. And then it tells them how they're going to achieve success. You know, with my clients who are um, business owners where maybe there's um, productivity expectations or there's so many sales touches or there's so many um, favorable Google reviews, whatever those things are that you want them to demonstrate, that's how we know they're achieving success. And so that's the most important thing. Be really clear on the expectations. Yeah. Um, Amy, how important is it and and how can we better hire? I mean, I've learned that yeah. it's it's I, I find it very easy to hire for hard skills. Mm-hmm. Hiring for soft skills, it's just such a roll of the dice, in my opinion. I mean, in my experience, my, my, my opinion, my experience. <laughs> it's like they come in and it's like you know, yes, they're doing the job, I guess, but there's just other things that I I wouldn't have known how to ask for those things. Um, and help me out. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so first off, you'll have created your key accountabilities. And I am more than happy to have your um, listeners they can swipe a a sample template for key accountabilities. So I'll make sure that they have that. So you first have your key accountabilities. Then the second step is to figure out what soft skills are most important for that job. You know, if they're going to lead a team of account managers, then they need to be really good at coaching and developing others. If they're going to be responsible for your growth department, then they better be really good at innovation, creative and futuristic thinking, relationship building and negotiation. So you have to decide which soft skills you want. And then we use science to Mm. determine what soft skills they have. So I have um, pre-hires that I've really narrowed it down and I like them. 
Um, I'll have my top two or three take an assessment and that includes behavioral styles. I use DISC. So behavioral styles, um, what motivates them? This is a really important one that we overlook. So one of my clients, physical therapy practice, but you know what they do very differently? They're not like any other PT practice. They're developing apps, they're heavy on tech and software, and they run a really different model. When they hired, if they hired therapists who liked structured, traditional approaches, defined ways of doing things, that therapist was going to fail. So they needed to hire people who were out of the box thinkers, and that's their personal motivation. Am I motivated by tradition or am I motivated by new ideas, receptive to different things? So once I understand those motivators, I know, first of all, so they match the motivations we need for this company. And second of all, um, how am I going to motivate them as a new team member? And so that's the second piece of it. And the third piece is soft skills. We actually do an assessment that has them um, complete a look at what are the soft skills they already have. And then we talk about it. And that becomes the basis for that final round interview. And then I go through calibrated questions with my clients based on these are the soft skills I need. These are the values. These are all the parts and pieces. Mm -hmm. And we actually create an interview based on those success factors for the job. And it's very much a conversation. You know, you talk about relationship building, even the interview process, that's what it is, you know? And so you're going to ask questions in a very conversational way mm-hmm. to get their story. Yeah. What, what, what those questions sound like? Sure. So if I want to look at someone who has um, a key accountability as an account manager, so they're coming onto your team. One of the first yep. things I'm going to ask them is, you know, how, um, how have you built relationships with clients in the past? And then they're going to tell me that piece because I know that relationship management is one of the core elements. So how have you built um, relationships with clients in the past? Wow. Tell me about a time where you had a client where it didn't work out. What did you do about it? What was the impact? What did you do differently next time? Because I always want to know, we all make mistakes, but more importantly, what'd you do with that learning? Did you use it, apply it, and then change your pattern? Um, Amy, I think one thing, and I wonder if other people struggle with this as well, is sometimes like I I have I understand I have a pretty unique personality. <laughs> like, you know, I'm generally, you know, at an eight, nine, or ten most <laughs> of the day. It's just God gave me whatever they, you know, God gave me. And so, but it's interesting because. You know, be, but because of that that drive or that passion, right, about what we're doing, when I have a team member, even if they've been with us for, you know, I get it if they're like just coming in and they're like, whoa, okay. Um, you know, I understand, you know, maybe the urgency behind, you know, what we do. Um, but I notice in myself, like when I've got, let's say, a team member that's just much more casual, about stuff. Like, I don't know that I necessarily say anything or address it, but, you know, and I recognize that this may, you know, this, this might just be my own, you know, you know, I don't need them to be like me. I need them to be the authentic version of who they are, if they truly care and they've got the soft skills and so forth. But what about leaders who, who see members of their team and they don't necessarily share that same personality style? Like, how can we be a little bit more objective about, 
understanding, no, 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 this is exactly what you want in that role. Yes. So the first thing is being really clear about the skills and the behavioral style that works for that role. You know, I think about this with bookkeeping. On my um, accounting side, I want someone very different than me. I don't like details. I think everything is going to turn out wonderfully and life will be grand. On the accounting side, I want someone who's risk averse. I want someone who's going to say, Amy, we got, we're skirting the line, but we can't cross it. I want a rule follower. So what happens is you have to be really clear on why did I hire this person and does their skill set, does their behavioral style benefit the role? And you talked about someone who's more casual than you are, less sense of urgency. Mm -hmm. Is that sense of urgency needed in the role? So you've lined up what their success factors are. And if the success factor is that they get things to you 48 hours before um, you go live with a a new um, guest on your podcast, and they've gotten it to you within 48 hours, they've done what you asked. Now, you may be saying, well, I said 48, but I really wanted it like instantly. Okay, then you either change the success factors or you recognize they're doing what the role calls for. Yeah. Um, Amy, so tell me about um, your company. Um, where, how did you build this? Where did you come from? Like, how did you know that this was your superpower? So I'm a physical therapist by background. No kidding. Yeah. I love PTs. (laughs) I've asked for a lot of advice from PTs over my years. Like right now, like sore back, plantar fasciitis, tendonitis in the arm. Ah. (laughs) I know. And, you know, it's funny because as a physical therapist, I worked in the ICU in the hospitals. Mm. So my friends would come to me and say, you know, what do I do about this elbow? And I'm like, listen, I'm the PT you never want to see because you're Mm. so sick. You're in the intensive care unit. I don't know what to do about your elbow either. But anyway, so was a physical therapist and immediately started um, on my leadership journey, started teaching leadership development programs for the American Physical Therapy Association. And that's my joy. When I have someone have their aha moment about their mindset and their skill set for leadership, it just lights me up. And so four years ago, I was able to say, you know what? this is what I should be doing full-time. And this is what, where I can make a difference. And if I can help people design and redesign their company so that they're putting their people first, I've noticed everything else works out for them. In Mm -hmm. fact, my clients who I was working with pre-pandemic, they actually were thriving through the pandemic. You know, they were growing their business, their team, they may have had to furlough someone, but when they brought them back, their team members came back head, heart, and hands. Whereas I had some other folks call me and say, people decided not to come back. Why did that happen? Well, how did you set them up for success? How did you build a relationship with them beforehand? Did they know their value? Yeah. Amy, you've had the opportunity to work with quite a few um, pretty Great clients, I mean KPMG. I mean um, a lot of uh, looks like healthcare systems. Uh, how do people normally find out about you? Like, how do you how how do you where do your clients come from? 
So word of mouth. And then the other big thing for me is I love to talk. So I do a lot of speaking and that's where most of my clients come from. I'll present at conferences. I have um, keynotes, I'll do workshops. And then people say, can you come in house and do it for us? Mm. Yeah. Um, And then who, who would be kind of like that dream ideal client for you? So my dream client is someone who is growing towards at least 20 employees. You know, I work with some smaller clients. One of my favorite clients ever actually is the guy that had seven team members. And, you know, he went from one to seven instantly. So we did this fantastic hiring process. And then we did a retreat to really solidify the team, make sure they were all on the same page because they were all going to go back to their home states and they worked remotely. Um, So I love helping them bring that business into line, helping them see, no matter if you're talking to people every day, I still want you to meet with them once a quarter and say what's working, what's not. But upwards of um, 20 and then beyond in the small business realm, because that's when 20 is when you hit a mark where it's no longer a CEO centric company. It's now an enterprise centric company, which means the leader needs different skills. The leaders bringing on managers, they're bringing on supervisors, maybe they've brought in a director. And so the CEO has to have a different skill set for leadership now. Then they also have to be really good delegators. And the way you can delegate is by making sure that your people know exactly what they need to do and how you're going to support them to do it. Yeah. Excellent. All right. So Amy, um, your website, Karen, um, go, go, go and share your website. And yeah. then, you know, for someone that's been listening, like, wow, I could really use Amy's help because we have key um, hires that we need to make, or maybe they're feeling like, oh, you know, I've got this person, but it's not really working out, you know, and, and, you know, can you, can you help someone that's already kind of finding themselves in a pickle? <laughs> oh yeah. I love, well, I don't like pickles. So yeah. I help people get away from them. Um, you know, cause most, a lot of my clients that I find, they come to me cause they're frustrated. They're, they're burning out themselves because they're afraid to gel- delegate or their managers aren't holding people accountable, all that kind of stuff. So I'm at Karen's cs.com which is karen c a i r n c s.com and on my website you can feel free to book a complimentary call like let's figure out what you need let's actually figure out how i can help you and that's a strategy call so at the very least you're going to come away with it at least one or two things that you can implement, whether or not we decide to work together. And I am going to have for all of your audience members that key accountability sample. I want you to start thinking about what does the role really need? And then if you've got a position you're looking to hire, let me know and we'll work through how to figure out what's necessary for those behavioral styles. And we'll go from there. Yeah. Amy Lafko, again, your founder and CEO of Karen uh, Consulting Solutions on the web at karencs.com. That's C-A-I-R-N-C-S. Amy Lafko, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit Up My Influence dot com slash guest. 
Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.